Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. And you know what's even more terrific? We have a special guest with us this episode. This is Dana. Dana Botcher, welcome. Hello, everyone. This is your <laughs> second time on the show, huh? It is. See, last time you were on, we spoke about sharks and shark attacks. Yes, we did. Uh, we're going to do things a little differently. We're not talking about sharks. Uh, this week on the pod, we are, t- are continuing our coverage of the dangerously bizarre predator. I'm talking hyenas. <laughs> You know, I've always been interested in hyenas. Yeah, they're, they've intrigued me. They're super. You don't hear much about them. No, you don't. And there's, like I said, they're super bizarre, strange animals. Uh, and we're, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to cover urban hyenas, uh, the hyena men, and as always, a few attack stories. And like I promised, this is our second episode this week, making up for last week, and it was it was pretty difficult doing two episodes in one week. Well, I'll that. tell you that. But I hope everyone enjoyed last episode where we go over all about the hyenas. And Dana, you listened to it. I did. I well, learned. I learned some stuff. What is the what is one thing that you learned for, for straight from the top of your head? Oh shoot! You're putting me on the spot. How about? I I honestly thought they were scavengers. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, mostly 90% predators. Ninety percent of the time. Went in for their own kills. Yeah, that's true. And they you liked our uh, Lion King story, didn't you? I did. It was interesting. That was interesting. I should do a movie on that. Uh, so, like always, I want to thank all of our listeners. We are just about to 1,000 uh, 1, downloads. Hey! Uh, for a couple of nobodies like us, I, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> hey, you're somebody. <laughs> If you if so you are, nobody cares. <laughs> if you are a fan, uh, what you can do is you can go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something nice. Even if you don't use iTunes, uh, say something on whatever platform you use, uh, or go to our Facebook page and say something there. We like that too. Uh, we love hearing from everyone, and we'll give you a shout out if you give us a review of any kind. Uh, but thank you everyone for listening. And Dana, you came prepared with a story for us, right? I did. I came with another story. Good. And Dave, I heard you had a story? Yep, sure do. Great. It makes my job a little bit easier. Yep, we're here to that. We're here to help you out with that. <laughs> uh, with that being said, are we ready to get started? Yep, let's do it. Okay. So first, let's talk about urban hyenas. So hyenas living within city limits. We are going on a... Let's, you know what? Let's go on a trip. We haven't used our. We're not going to take the time machine. We don't need to. But we're gonna we're gonna hop in our hop in a van and we're we're going to Africa. It's gonna take a long time. And we are heading to the. It's not a bridge. We're gonna have to just take the time machine. Hop on a hop on a cargo ship and we're heading there. All right, let's do it. We are heading to the capital city of Ethiopia. It is Addis Abeba. Hmm. Ethiopia is a fairly large country on the eastern part of the African continent. Addis Abeba is the largest city in the country and one of the largest cities in all of Africa, with around 3 million people living in the city alone. And Ethiopia is actually ranked number 12 of most populated countries in the world. Wow. Wow. And with around 108 million Jeez. So there's a bit of a geography lesson. Yeah. I like to do that. Oh, do you know what the United States? Do you know where that we rank in the top most populated countries? 
We're like third, third or fourth? Third. We're third, yeah. It was China, India, uh, United States. I'm going to name them all. I'm going to name the top ten, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, China, India, United States, Indonesia, Brazil, Pakistan, Nigeria, Bangladesh, Russia, and then it's either Mexico or Japan after that. Wow. Yeah, that's... that's yeah, that's... Boy, I guess Crazy. looking at uh, the globe doesn't help you understand... No. ...where everyone's population, at. yeah. All right, but let's continue. <clears throat> so this area of Ethiopia has one of the highest concentrations of hyenas in Africa. And since the city has been growing significantly for the last 15 years or so, it has uh, had an effect on the local wildlife. Uh, most sightings of hyenas in the city happened on the outskirts, naturally. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's at night. Uh, there are an estimated 500 to 1,000 hyenas living around Addis Ababa. Okay. On the outskirts, mostly. The hyenas survive by scavenging through rubbish, garbage. Uh, and what what they also do is they kill feral dogs and cats for food. Oh, okay. This is, that part is actually viewed as a service. Mm. And partly why they are tolerated somewhat uh-huh. in this area. Uh, they kill feral dogs and cats that possibly carries rabies and possibly will bite them and possibly give them rabies and then kill them. Okay. So and do hyenas get rabies? They can, potentially, but it's mostly... They're already crazy enough as it is, so... It's true, and it's, <laughs> but it's mostly reserved for dogs, and if you listen to our rabies episode, you can learn all about it. Yeah. Uh, and as we, as we know, yeah, like I said, after rabies, uh, rabies kills thousands of people every year, a lot more than hyenas do. And they will also, hyenas will also eat the corpses of dead, the dead farm animals, and they eat every part of the animal. So they do provide somewhat of a service for the humans living there. They get rid of a lot of things. Okay. Uh, but having a large, dangerous predator within city within city limits is bound to create some problems. Yeah, they used to be occasional visitors during the night, but in the last few years, uh, they seem to have become part of the city's fabric. Wow. Mm. The city also has a large homeless population, okay. and that means they are more susceptible to uh, animals and hyena attacks. Ooh. There have been reports of homeless and destitute people who have had fingers and toes gnawed on while they sleep. Jeez. Most most of the time they're drunk or drugged up, but they're sleeping in the streets. Oh. So they'll wake up and they're not going to have fingers or toes. Oh. And another thing, in 2011, airport authorities had to call in hunters to shoot a clan of hyenas that posed a threat to airplanes landing and taking off. Oh, wow. And that's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> and urban hyenas uh, are also in other areas of Africa, such as Kenya as well. So now I'm going to tell a story of one such urban hyena attack. And this happens near Nairobi, which is the capital of Kenya, Kind of on the, like on the outskirts of the city, uh-huh. what you would think. And this happened actually earlier this year in January. Oh. It's kind of a... Okay, well, I'll just get, it, get into it. A woman was sleeping in her grass-thatched house with her three-month-old girl. Mm. A hyena snuck inside, <laughs> snatched the girl. Oh, my goodness. Oh. The mother woke 
after hearing the cries of the baby. By the time she woke up, the hyena was yards away, running with the child in its jaws. Oh my goodness. The mother chased the hyena, along with her, some of the neighbors who heard what was going on. Uh, the hyena uh, re- did release the baby, and eventually, and then it ran into the bush. But it was too late, and the baby died from its oh, wounds. Oh, no. Now, the father of the child has urged the government to contain the wild animals, because the wild animals are a huge problem there. Yeah. Saying they continue to cause havoc with no action being taken from the Kenya Wildlife Service. And now this is a quote from the father. We are living in constant fear of attack from wild animals. Most worrying is the fact that hyenas are now interested in attacking human beings and donkeys. If something is not done urgently, then many more people will lose their lives. Wow. Uh... This incident comes barely two weeks after a two-year-old boy was killed by a hyena in a nearby village. Oh, gee. So I, I wanted to say this because it really puts over the increasing human-wildlife uh, conflict that is so prevalent in lots of these parts of yeah. Africa. It's a huge, mm-hmm. it's a big problem there. Yeah. So let's move on. Uh, let's move to a different area. We are going to a city called... Harar. It's also in Ethiopia. Um, it's a holy city for Islamic culture. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, uh, have you guys seen, you guys have seen Planet Earth? Yes. Yeah. So this is the one I'm from this episode. Oh, okay. I, I talked, I mentioned earlier to you. Uh, they talk about the, in, in Planet Earth 2, in, I believe it's the last episode of the series, they talk about the urban jungle of cities and mm-hmm. the crazy... And the craziest part is the hyenas part at the end of it. You have to, you got to watch Planet Earth. It's it's such oh, a great yeah. show. Uh, it's on Netflix, so I'm sure you'll be able to find it. But you got to watch it. It's a really oh, cool yeah. it show. It's really good. It's gorgeous cinematography. It is. So hyenas in this city are actually welcomed and spark admiration, not fear. Every night, hyenas roam the streets of the ancient city, seeking to be fed by humans. <laughs> the practice of feeding hyenas began in the 1960s. It first started with a farmer who began feeding them so he, the hyenas would no longer attack his livestock. And then it just kind of tradition carried on a bit, and his descendants continue this practice today. It's even become a bit of a tourist attraction there. Wow. wow. <laughs> Visitors watch uh, the men feed the hyenas by hand. And these are still wild wow. hyenas. And not just by hand. They'll put food in their mouths and have the hyenas take it out of their mouths. Jeez. Like, <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, and apparently... I'm not going to lie. I think I would like to see that. It's pretty... <laughs> it's pre- it is pretty cool. Coming yeah. from the lady who wants to dive with sharks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bet you would. I would. And apparently there have been no recorded attacks in the city since the practice started. Wow. Hey, that's Maybe that's good. what they need to do so in Kenya. The, this is in Kenya. No, wait. No, this is in no, Ethiopia. This- You're right. <laughs> I'm getting my own thing mixed up. I wanted to prove you wrong. But the so the hyenas they don't bite the hands that feed them. That's good. The, I guess that's all you got to do. Is you got to feed them. The it is yeah. that's all you do. You do the people believe the hyenas are good luck and keep their streets clean. 
Now, there are only a small amount of people who do this. I'm talking, like, on a handful. Uh, they say they can even speak to the hyenas huh. and are fam- familiar enough with them that the hyenas respond to the names that they just gave them. Wow. They're like dogs. I guess they might be here. Uh, so a really, okay, this is really cool. A really interesting article I found is about when planet earth, when the production was filming there, the team uh-huh. and yeah, well, while they were filming there, uh, the production team was outside the city filming. And what actually happens here is clans of hi- There's two clans of hyenas and they, they actually fight for the right to go into the city. Oh, <laughs> It's it's true. The production team was like fearing for their lives as they stood in between, like hyenas just a few feet away, fighting each other. Wow! Two clans fought each other, and there were around a hundred individual hyenas. Wow! Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Why yeah. isn't that on there? Uh, I know that would holding out for Planet Earth three or something. I don't know. I don't know. I I tried to find footage of it, and I couldn't find wow. it. But, yeah, getting caught in the middle of a turf war between two rival <laughs> hyena clans. And talk they were about, probably too terrified to really record. They were probably fearing for their that's, life. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, talk about true gangsters, right? Yeah. These hyenas, they're, they are gangsters. Gee. All right, so now I want to move on to and, and talk about the hyena men. Okay? I briefly, okay. briefly mentioned them last episode. Uh, so now we're going to hop back in our van, and we are heading to Nigeria. Okay. It's on the western part of Africa, and it is has the largest population of any African country. It is the seventh largest population in the world. Hmm. Uh, with nearly 200 million people. Gee. And Ni- Nigeria, it's, it's kind of a mess. Most of the time, like a lot of these African African countries, you know, they're tarnished with violent history of dictators, war, Mm -hmm. corruption, fraud. Yeah. And half the people living there uh, live in poverty and two out of three people live in slums. Hmm. So a group of men in Nigeria have been capturing and training wild animals. Mostly it's baboons rock pythons, cobras, and, of course, hyenas. They make their living entertaining crowds on the streets and selling charms as well as traditional medicines. Now, I just, right before we started this episode, I showed Dave and Dana a little bit of this, a little bit of it on the documentary, right? Yeah, that was was a documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary. Yeah, and so, so all the information from this is, from a documentary I watched called The Hyena Men. It's really interesting and bizarre. You just uh, you can't take your eyes off of it. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah, and so I'm gonna put the link in the of the documentary on the description so you can watch it on YouTube. But I highly recommend anybody listening that they watch it. Partly because it's kind of hard to describe it without the visuals. So check it out after you listen so you'll better understand what I'm talking about. Uh, in the documentary, we get a behind-the-scenes look at this poor man's traveling circus, is what it really is. They train the animals and literally make money on the streets doing performances. Uh, it's not like a street performer that you see around here, though. It's very chaotic. It's nuts. No, yeah. Nuts. Uh, the hyena men have roots in northern Nigeria, where their families live, but the men travel constantly. 
and they travel with these animals in vans. <laughs> wow. They have hyena. They travel with hyenas and baboons and snakes in their vans. Uh, and uh, where they were in the documentary, they were in Lagos, which is the largest city of Nigeria. Um, the conditions for these people and the animals—they are equally not good. Is the best yeah. way to put it. Uh, virtually no one in the city has access to clean drinking water, electricity, or waste disposal. So the streets are just cluttered with garbage and waste. Meaning you probably mm. don't want to be a tourist there. No, I, I wouldn't want to. I, I do not have a desire no, to go there, to be honest. Actually, so something about Nigeria, they have um, they have a very large uh, film. They produce a ton of films. Really? really? Yeah, it's like the top three uh, after United States and India, then it's Nigeria. Wow. And w- Interesting, That's, right? That is. Yeah. And I think they call it Nollywood. <laughs> nice. I think that's what they call it, but um, that's nice. crazy. You're gonna write a star in the, in the dirt of fame. <laughs> <laughs> the dirt of fame. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to paint a picture of the conditions. So uh, the hyena men are said to pr- uh, practice voodoo and ancient magic to bring the wild animals under their control. Uh, it's rumored they have supernatural powers, and some men are part hyena themselves. Hmm. But yeah, it's the, the hyena men. It's a tradition that's been passed through generations, and it's the only way of life these people have ever known. So while they're performing, they have to be very careful where they go that they don't run into street gangs of other people because that's a big thing. Oh. Uh, so yeah, they because they'll protect their turf. Uh, but as they said in the documentary, nobody messes with a man with a hyena. <laughs> <laughs> So the performance that they do, it's super bizarre. And it, it, like like Danny, you were saying, it's uncomfortable to watch, but you can't look away at the same no, time. It's super <laughs> weird. Well, it's like, you know, the animals are just attached to these giant chains, you know, yeah, that I'm going around. And it really so challenges, like, uh, it really challenges Western taboos. Like, yeah, we see that like, what is going on there? <laughs> yeah. And while it is legal to do it uh, there in Nigeria... Uh, some think that it should be outlawed for the cruelty uh, to animals. Now, all the baboons and hyenas have chained collars, and the men the men will ride on the hyenas. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, it was, and then they have they they have them run around and uh, scare the audience. They do these strange dances, and there was even this one guy who would lift it. He would pick the hyena up on his back and then he would spin or spin around <laughs> and it, it's just like rituals they're it's <sighs> super bizarre like i said gotta check it out you have a baboon carrying a python oh well, i'm gonna get to that i'm gonna get to that and then with <laughs> the, the poor things like what do i do with it you hold it here take yeah, it yeah with the baboons they dress them up uh, in human clothes yeah. and they train their like they train their behaviors to go against their natural instincts. Uh, they're even <laughs> yeah. trained. They even train baboons to handle like pythons and snakes. It's crazy. And uh, and in the wild, they're actually natural enemies against each other. <laughs> and I don't know if as if anyone has seen a chained up baboon in human clothing handling <laughs> snakes before, but it it is. I can say I have. You have now. It is just super bizarre. And they also train them to do the, like these crazy flips out of the air. That part was actually kind of cool. Yeah. 
But uh, they purposely want to make the baboons look as human as possible and make them walk on two legs. Mm-hmm. And they eat, the baboons actually are, go around collecting the money from people on the street as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the documentary, after a two-hour show, they made about 40 pounds, which isn't bad for Nigerian no, standards. You don't for Nigerian standards. Yeah, I know. Like, That's what I'm saying. Nigerian standards. And so people, uh, people believe, like I said, they have uh, people think they have supernatural powers, and people in this area are very superstitious, and they truly believe in these kinds of things, like witches and evil spirits. They they that's a part of their culture. Yeah, and the majority of the, the hyena men's earnings come from the sale of traditional medicine. And amulets, like good luck charms, and hmm. other things to ward off evil spirits. Oh, okay. And when they aren't, when they aren't traveling, they spend time with their families in like a carny community. Okay. That's the okay. that's the best way to describe it. Uh, the men, women, and children all have a role to play for the business. In the documentary, these children. I'll have to show it to you later. I didn't show you this part, but the children barely able to walk have a have a python around their neck, like barely toddlers. Oh, wow. Yeah, these are toddlers wow. with snakes, and they're around their necks, and they're walking. See. So yeah, they veer their real job is traditional medicine uh, practitioners, and they really believe in these magic potions that they make too. Uh, they give babies hurt herbal mixtures uh-huh. the minute they're delivered. Hmm. So by the time they grow up, they are not scared of snakes and other animals. Huh. Uh, they say it uh, cures them from any fear. And they sell these herbal mixtures too. Uh, if they really work, I can't say I've never tried them. Hmm. They also provide traditional medicines for all ailments, they say. Hmm. Uh, some... They all, some do different things, but some supposedly cure snake and scorpion venom. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and they they really they believe their concoctions allow them to control the animals as well. They they put they give themselves these herbal medicines. Okay. Now, how they treat their animals is controversial to, at that best, but they do give them yearly rabies vaccinations. And they are fed quite well, like you saw. They looked, mm-hmm. well, they looked okay. They looked like they're healthy enough, and they believe the animals are part of their strange carny family. So, I recommend watching the documentary to get a real opinion of it. You guys might need to watch the whole thing, yeah, so you I can th- get a proper opinion. Yeah. I think anyone in a first world country would see it and be like, "Oh, you probably shouldn't be like that," because we've kind of gotten yeah. rid of that but stuff. But being in, some, yeah, somewhere third world yeah. when things are. You know, things are a lot different, and you're back in that stage. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fine, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I can understand I mean, how that could be acceptable. At least they're feeding the animals. They're taking care of them. They're, they are. Uh, when they were when they were asked in the documentary if what they do is morally acceptable, they defend their way of life. They say that these animals are their only way of life. Just like everyone else, they have families to take care of and provide for. So this is the way that they are doing it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's the hyena men. Uh, you gotta watch. You gotta watch the documentary. Uh, it'll clear some things yeah, up. I wanna watch the whole thing now. 
It's it's really <laughs> interesting. But uh, Dave, yeah, and Dana, you both have a story. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So Dave, how about you go first, okay. and then we'll have Dana be the main event story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've got a story back in uh, 2017 uh, in Zimbabwe. Y'all have to be in Africa because that's where hyenas are. You know. <laughs> so in Zimbabwe, man's in his little house. All of a sudden, he gets up uh, hearing, uh, what was it, his his uh, cattle. Oh, his dogs outside were barking. So he comes outside, and there's hyenas chasing his dogs around. And, uh, and so he's like, oh. So he gets up, grabs an axe. <laughs> I'll take care of this. Buries it in the back of one hyena, oh. and it gets stuck there. So he's trying to yank <laughs> it out of the back of the hyena. And as he's doing so, another hyena comes up and bites him on the hand. And so he's so now he's fighting off that one. By the time his sons came out, he's under attack. He got severely okay. mauled. So his, apparently his sons kill another one, trying to get him. And then the rest scatter. The okay. rest go. But they had to send him. He was critically injured. Sent him to the hospital, but uh, I guess he was okay. But uh, yeah, that was yeah, that's a weird story. That was pretty crazy. Sound like just a farm man, you know? And, <laughs> but it's like yeah, he, he went Ash versus the Evil Dead on it, you know? <laughs> I like that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that was a good one, uh, Dana. Let's hand you the reins right now. All right, I titled mine "Death After Death," and we will death see after why. death, death after death. Okay. So this takes place back on July 4th in 2016. And this is in Kenya. We're going to meet Anthony Mumbagwa. He was attending his friend's burial ceremony. And little did he know he would meet his death the same day. So he's at a funeral? He's at a funeral. He's at his friend's funeral. And then they're going to plan his soon? Pretty much. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So after bidding his friend goodbye... Anthony decided to have some drinks before heading home. On his way home, he stopped and chatted with one of his friends, who was Martin Malulo Wafala. I don't know. These names are hard, huh, Dana? Yes, they are. (laughs) He was a night guard at a hardware store in Kendisi Village. Well, he talked to him for a while, and um, he was about 500 meters away. He was a little drunk. And he, but he was able to walk. He was, he was good. Okay. And his friend told him to go home because the police were patrolling and he didn't want him to get arrested. So he started on his way home, but did not make it. Before he reached his house, he was attacked by a pack of hyenas. The animals were believed to have strayed from the nearby Nairobi National Park. The hyenas dragged dragged him into a maize plantation and devoured him under an avocado tree. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, this is urban hyenas. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, this... You know, it's best. Well, it was supposed to be in Nairobi National Park. They somehow... They somehow went into the city, yes. yeah. Well, they're Jeez. wild animals. Yes, they are. So, you know, went to a funeral, and then now they're planning now, his funeral. Let's hope nobody goes home from his... <laughs> Walking alone. Death after death. Okay, that makes sense yeah, now. Gee. That was good. Uh, thank you for that story, Dana. That, no that was that was a good one. So, uh, guys, that's going to wrap up our two-parter episode about the bizarre gangsters of Africa. Uh, this was fun. I enjoyed doing our yeah. coverage of hyenas. Uh, I encourage everyone to watch the Hyena Men documentary. 
And of course, you gotta watch the Planet Earth series. Oh, yeah. It's it's so cool. And so I haven't I haven't decided on a episode for next week yet. Hmm, okay. We might have another guest be joining us. Okay. He he runs another podcast, or we might be joining forces. I I need to talk to him. We might have him on. Um, God, I've got so many cool ideas that we could do. So there's plenty more coming. And I'm I'm glad we're back to our normal schedule. Writing two episodes is quite tough in <laughs> yeah. one week. But uh, if you like the show, go to iTunes or whatever platform you use that allows that allows reviews. Please give us five stars. Say something nice. Let's get to two thousand downloads as soon as we can. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. And then if of course if you or someone you know has a cool animal story you'd like to share. Or you just want to say hi, ask us a good question, feel free. Email us at forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And we are available on Spotify, Google Play, we're Stitcher, we're, we're I think we're on yeah. pretty much all the ones we need to be on. We're everywhere! <laughs> uh, any, is there anything else to add before we sign off? Dave, Dana? No, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Okay, well, Dana, thank you very much for being Thanks on. Thanks for having me again. I'm, I'm sure we're going to have you on again some other time, okay? This is the Forces of Nature podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Be a part of building this up. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.